game that we got two days ago is insane. <laughs> this is what we're going to start on, huh? It's insane. Elven and Assassin, huh? If you have a Oculus Quest or virtual reality, you need this game. This is a must-buy. It is. It makes me want to watch Lord of the Rings in 3D <laughs> every night. That's what it is. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's just shooting a bow and arrow repetitively at people's heads. Or well, orcs' heads, to be exact. And uh, my deltoids have not been this sore in so long. Having to virtually (laughs) hold up the bow. There's a yeah. There's there's a lot that's awesome with virtual reality, but there's a few things you got to figure out. You got to figure out. uh, You have to be in pretty good shape to play sustainably. And boxing uh, game. When we when we play, uh, what's that game? Creed. We go back and forth. Boxing. Yeah, damn. That's that's rough, but. But I suppose it's better than sitting on your ass, just moving your thumbs. Hell yeah. But uh, no, VR has been pretty pretty sweet. Elven Assassin's pretty good. Um, but dude, speaking of being sore, I am freaking toasted. The last three days, I've lifted three times and I went to Factory X Pro Wrestling practice today. Nice. A lot, bro. A lot. Yeah. And but, I'm uh, sure it was a grind practice. It was a good it practice. Goes. Yeah, it was good practice. It was really good techniques. We were just, you know, finishing our finishing off a single, you know, regardless of what position you end up in, whether you're on on your knees, get off your knees. If you're, you know, dumping, do the dump. If you snatch single, like just finishing singles repetitively. Um, But yeah, it was yeah, it was good, man. It was uh, it was a hard practice, but. I don't know. For whatever reason, anytime I win a go at that practice, it's like it's like I stole one. You know, it's like it's like. Gotcha. You're professional at this, but I can still do it. And it's like, and again, it's like very seldom that I win a go, but it's uh, it's fun that way. I know that's how I when I when I roll around with the guys, uh, it sounds real bad. But when I roll around with the guys and like I'm, I hit a takedown, I'm like, oh, gotcha, bitch. And then I remember, I'm like, oh fuck, I've wrestled since I was six. This yeah, guy no, just like, started like six years ago. I shouldn't be that happy about this, but <laughs> but no, it still feels good. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, there's, I've been trying to explain probably two or three people today that were asking me, it's like, why do you go to that pro practice? And it's like, I go because it like, it's such a worthwhile thing in my life, right? Like, first off, personally, I get to do something that I love that I built a skill set for 15 plus years at, Um, I get to get a really good workout, like where else can elite level wrestlers go to wrestle, you know? So that's um first and foremost i love the workout i love the kind of the grind and learning more and more about mma um but even on a secondary end and which is actually the primary reasons is i get a beat on where the team's at like i understand their workload a little better and i know i'm only there two days a week but i get an understanding of what the workload is what type of week they're having what uh the coaches practice plans are what it feels like to go through that and then try and get up at 6 a.m. the next day and work out, right? So and it's a little bit humbling in a strength and conditioning sense for workload management. And I mean, personally, it's humbling too. And then, man, there is no better, no better way to build camaraderie with your athletes yeah. at all. That, that's the big one. Yeah, 100%. Like uh, it was, um, we were in the weight room one day and I'm pretty sure it was Chris Gutierrez. He was a uh, he was talking shit about wrestling or whatever. And I was like, bro, don't talk shit about wrestling. Like, he's like, bro, you don't know how to wrestle. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what have you not like, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, here, finish this single. He like gave me his leg and I'm sure he was planning to like bust out of it and like walk away or whatever. Yeah. And I like sat his ass right down and he's like, oh, okay. And like, from then on, it's just like, 
respect, you know, yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. it's, uh, it's just funny that way that, you know, having the, the edge and just the, the fortitude to get through the practice, I think earns a lot of respect and um, just builds a lot of relationships. Like guys on factory, actually like my friends too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did that podcast about, should you be friends with your athletes? And like, in this case, you know, yes, I am hundred percent. And that helps me be a better coach to them. Right. Well, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like when I'm wrestling, when I get to roll around, I get to feel what's going on. I get to feel different movements. That just makes me a better coach, not just a skill yeah. coach, but that makes me a better strength coach. And that makes me a better doctor too. Cause the more I can feel what it feels like, the more I know what these movements entail, the more I can actually put my brain to it. Yeah. Not just go through the motions. Like I'm an athlete, the better I understand the sport and the better I can break it down in layman's terms, if I need to for athletes or break it down for when we teach our courses. Yeah. A hundred percent. And amen. Like it, it helps create a bridge there too, between the skill practice and the strength conditioning. Like you look at all the movements through a different lens, like where you're at now in your life versus when you first learned them or when you like when wrestling was your ambition, right? Like you just look at all the movement, you see everything through that, but not biomechanical through that coach's lens. And then it helps again. Um, segue into strength conditioning. Like this is a reason. Like I can say, you know that move we were doing Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're working on here. We're like trying to be strong in that position, you know. And like, and, and as much as that may or may not be true for every exercise that there is or whatever, like guys just you know they cling to that because it gives immediate um, importance to the exercise. It's like you know sometimes we do things and they're like just like and I you can see the look on their face like why the fuck are we doing this? Like this mm-hmm. is a lot of effort and I don't see any value. And it's going to be hard for me to give a lot of effort during this. Like, and that's not unjust, you know, like as professional Mm -hmm. athletes, is they're spending their time and their energy and their training, that's literal, like literal currency to them. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be able to communicate and relate every, the intention behind all of the movements that you select. And, uh, and I think continuing to practice that looking at movement through your strength conditioning lens um and then busting out of that box too like when i'm at wrestling practice i can see a movement we can do a movement and then i'm like all right so how could this translate into a a strength conditioning movement and it can be sport specific like fuck the haters sport specific exercises work like they don't need to be they don't need to be exclusively what you do in your program but they can be an ingredient like why why not Mm -hmm. um even like with a wrestler i had today um, we we're doing ladder drills to finish up one. Cause he wants better footwork, like sure. And I just need to get his foot, feet moving, but more of that, more than that, it was a little aerobic stimulus at the end of his workout. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were doing two minutes on one minute off on the, on the ladder. And like, we did your traditional, whatever foot patterns. And then at the end, it's just like our right, wrestling stamp. I want you to faint, faint a shot, put one foot in the ladder and back one foot in the ladder and back or whatever. And like, that's a completely sport specific movement. Mm-hmm. But I'm not using it to a sports specific end goal. You know, I'm using it to as a means to develop some some type of aerobic stimulus. So, well, I find myself using those cues so much is I don't even use like weight room cues anymore. I just use if I'm working with wrestlers, I just use wrestling cues. Yeah, and that's what I do in the weight room. Like most of the stuff I do um, for my wrestlers right now is B stance work. That's just a wrestling stance that's sport specific yeah. and it's strength and conditioning specific, but that's how I have them do flywheel squats. That's how I have them do zercher squats. That's how I have them do trap bar deadlifts because it's you a loading know, pattern. You know, what is so amusing to me too, is that there's going to be a strength and conditioning coach out there. This is like, it totally matters whether you're in a B stance or a wrestling stance doing that <laughs> lift. It's not a wrestling stance. You need to do the correct 
split stance or stagger stance position it's like bro it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) no you know like if your foot is you know six inches one way or the other that's why again like i just find myself trying to break out of the strength and conditioning like cookie cutter box so much i just can't stand to stay in there well and the one thing is it allows you when you can get that language going it allows you to break movements down to your athletes better like when i have to explain why i'm doing a difference between a vertical pulling movement and a horizontal pulling movement all i gotta say is hey we're hitting a snatch single and we're pulling the leg to us. We need that strength. But if I'm yeah. say we're adding pull-ups in, I'm like, Hey, you got outstretched on a single leg. You got to work your way up and get to the hole and be able yeah. to finish the takedown. Those are the two ways I explain those two different movements because wrestlers, they're just like, why am I pulling shit? I get, I need to pull yeah. shit, but why do I need to pull shit? Well, that's an easy example of that's exactly why you need the two different variations because it's different strength. Yeah. Amen. And like, um, when you think about it, even like from a striking sense, like, I don't know that much about striking, but I've dabbled and I understand like what a strike should look like. Um, even though I'm not good at it myself, like, I feel like that's a lot of boxes that strength and conditioning in because you're not very good at it yourself, but you need to at least explore the movement and look at it. Like mm-hmm. if we're doing med ball shot, put throws mm-hmm. into the wall, like you are doing your athletes a disservice. If you don't say it, just throw it to as hard as you can. Yep. Right. Like how, like how easy is that? That's just like, bread and butter everybody gets you know? it so it's like and i had an athlete on whatever two days ago or whatever like this med ball foreign object foreign movement he's kind of keeping his elbow down arching a little bit as he throws and i was like hey man you're just throwing a two just you know yep. punch the wall and immediately like i don't i don't need to talk to him about you know thoracic extension i don't need to talk to him about bench press or like we want to mimic a pressing motion or, or however else i would have cued it otherwise you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, Hey, you're throwing a two. And it's just like snaps into place. So that's uh that's where, again, we talk about, you don't need the sport specific knowledge, but you definitely need to value and pursue the sport specific knowledge. Yeah. And I guess it's not, it's not so much that you need to be able to do the sport. Like you talked right. about, you don't need to be the person, but at least <laughs> do the research and look at what the sport entails, at least do a, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for. That's why I was stumbling earlier. Um, the needs analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do a, do a needs analysis. And I feel like that's something that coaches don't necessarily do enough. They're just like, oh yeah, I kind of get it. And they just yeah. make up this program instead of actually looking, what the fuck do I need? What does this sport entail? Yeah. I feel like it's not a uh, more com- It needs to be more common throughout coaches worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, cause I mean, again, in my terms and references, like you're, you're finding buckets to fill, like what, yeah qualities are you going to pursue through your training and training effects to get there but we need to be more thoughtful as in like what buckets they are Mm -hmm. right so if you're doing your needs analysis like i think about lacrosse a lot as a foreign sport because one i've never played lacrosse and then two i got thrown into coaching a pretty high level lacrosse team uh back in the day and i had to do a lot of research like okay what does lacrosse entail and like, I had a really good mentor who played lacrosse and coached lacrosse and all this and whatever, but like, it was just still learning, like what is actually happening in a lacrosse field? You know, there's a ton of change of direction. There's ton, I mean, field-based sport somewhat, and then rotational power for days. And then, you know, so you get into a lot of that. And then I went out and I like played look wall ball, lacrosse mm-hmm. stick. It's like, I've never done that before. You know, I get some insight into what the sport looks like. And plus it's kind of fun. You get to, again, bond with your athletes. They teach you something. Cause you're you look, the you one look vulnerable and them. dumb for a second. Yeah. Right. So um, 
the the pursuit and the knowledge needed to be there and like i don't know and like sorry anybody that likes lacrosse but i could not give two fucks about lacrosse i want my athletes to be successful so i'm gonna learn a little bit about lacrosse yep no and that's like that's kind of how i felt when i was working with altus like i i loved working with the athletes but your boy is one of the slowest runners (laughs) i know i run like a 10 40 but it's so I had, I had to do the research. Like I, I remember one time I had one of the hurdlers in the treatment room um, and we, I was having him walk me through the last three years of the world championships of the hurdling so that I can understand what he has to go through. And it's because he wanted, he was moving on to the next phase of his career. He wanted to be a coach. So it kind of yeah. paired up where he was able to teach me while I was working on like working on his ankle and trying to figure out what was going up and and so how did we and that that type of idea allows me to be a better coach allows me to learn allows me to understand what these athletes need as far as treatment goes because it's the same thing for a clinician it's not just a strength coach having to do a needs analysis if you're a healthcare practitioner you should also look at the buckets to fill not just for that athlete in front of you but for the sport that they play because a lot of sports like just like mma bringing it back full circle like upwardly rotated traps so many people are going or upwardly translated traps sorry so many people are going to try to fix that shoulder shrug they're going to try to bring them down oh that's causing your headaches that's causing your neck neck pain cool maybe but guess what that's a lot more stable structure when we're in a in a striking position to not get knocked out exactly it's got a protective mechanism so it's just like I always say all the time, high performance isn't healthy. Upwardly translated traps are just a cost of the business in the MMA game. Could it produce yeah. symptoms? Yes. And you treat them as such, but you don't try to fix them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the old argument of like, and this is actually funny. Um, and you know, it's funny when I have to announce that it's going to be funny. Um, yeah. But I'm playing Cards Against Humanity, one of my favorite games. Uh, for any of you guys that know me, I'm not much of a socialite. So I always fill in the gaps with games and competitions. Right. So it's like, oh, there's a bag set. All right, let's play bags. You know, I'll talk to you or whatever then. But like whenever we have a gathering or there's a bunch of people around, it's like, hey, let's play cards against me because I think that shit's funny. Um, one and of you the get cards, to see real quick who you want to be friends with. Right. Amen. But one of the cards uh, is a, actually funny it. enough. Pause. The yeah. first time I met Lisa's parents, I played cards against humanity against them and all of their adult friends. And it was That's just me and Lisa. That's amazing. Yeah, that was. Did you, did you play all out like you would normally, oh, or did you? Fuck yeah, I did. I I won small. like four or five. There you I, go. I, pl- I threw out there the two midget shitting in a bucket card. Oh, <laughs> crushed it, dude. Yeah, if you want to win cards against humanity with me, just pick the most vulgar and gory thing that there is. Hundred percent. I mean, if I it, like if it's if you don't go that. like ooh and then start <laughs> laughing, you're not gonna win with me. Uh, it's just funny. Anyway, back to what you said about like the upper traps and like treating the symptoms as such. There's a card in Cards Against Humanity that says listening to her problems without trying to solve them. <laughs> and I feel like there's, there's a very select time and place in healthcare and strength and conditioning to apply that, that card. Yes. Yep. You know, like it's like, yes, that shit sucks. And either we're going to be deficient at that or whatever. Like you just, you have to just take it as it is right there and then move on. And they're like, listen to your athlete talk about how they feel so out of shape. You know, like, and like, and that's cool. Like I definitely am with you that you want to get in better shape or you don't want to feel tired, but also feeling tired is a byproduct of going hard. Like, I'm sorry. Like, don't be afraid of that place. Like, um, again, today I was like, I was 
kind of being a jackass practice or whatever because I'm in worse shape than a lot of these guys, um, as I should be. But I was like, I'm not tired. You're tired. And I was just like fucking with people, you know, that way. And yeah. one of the athletes looked back and was like, yeah, I'm tired, but I ain't scared of it. I'm going straight into it again. I was like, all right. <laughs> I like that all fucking right. attitude. That's, that's pretty ballsy. So it's pretty sick. Yeah. But anyway, listen to problems without trying to solve them sometimes. I've become a master of that. Have you? Have no. you? Because no, I'm terrible I'm, at it. I I'm say, potentially I the worst. Around. <laughs> I don't see that. <laughs> I immediately start trying to fix everything. And then Lisa's just like, Austin, chill out. Yeah. Austin, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh man i haven't seen uh lisa and rocky in a long time how are they doing they're good they're good rocky's chilling right now it's a little it's a little uh lazy boy we yeah. got him a chair we got two chairs that we could sit in well lisa got the chairs i came home and there were chairs there one day and i'm like oh, we got chairs rockies. and now, and now one's, one's rockies, rockies. <laughs> yeah it's right we in the sun a, yeah we have a little uh love seat or whatever chair and a half and jaeger just claims it yeah they're comfy he would be sitting there right now if i didn't kick him out for the podcast well typically so that's where lisa has her coffee in the mornings too yeah like if she has a later day so oh, yeah. she could sit on one chair and then the other chair rocky just chills there and just stares at her until he gives her something yeah <laughs> dude you want to know something that's going to sound like I'm a maniac, but I've found actually has a lot of value to my day huh. is I have a lot of 6 a.m. sessions, um, but, and I typically used to get up, you know, 50, 45 minutes before these sessions, you know, shower quick, get ready, run out the door or whatever. Recently, and I'd say, I say recently, like past two months or whatever, I've been getting up no matter what time my first session is, I get up at least 90 minutes before my session. Nice. Gives me time to shower, make some coffee, sit, read, do whatever I want. And then I feel like that puts me in a better place to start my day rather than kind of waking yeah. up with the session. Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. I just, yeah. at a 4 a.m. Are, are you getting enough sleep though? That's the thing. I was say a 4.30 a.m. alarm clock is not, not a great site to be seen. But, right. Um, I don't know. Talking. I'm talking. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> No, uh, I because I get up at five fifteen every day, but my first patient's at six thirty, yeah. and I go to sleep. I go to sleep at nine. <laughs> yeah, every night. I mean, yeah, that's that ends up being you know eight fifteen eight hours or whatever. But yeah, I'm definitely guilty of not getting enough sleep and caffeine overloading sometimes. You know, I think that's a strength conditioning. Everybody. Dude, a hundred percent. You ever had so much caffeine that your fingers start like consecutively that your fingers just start peeling? Not that, but I've had a lot of caffeine so much that I get lightheaded or like your chest just feels like it's like yeah. tense or like, yeah. it's like you're having heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, I went on a tear there for a little bit in Cairo school where I was staying up late and not actually studying, just saying right. I was studying and then I was going to play video games because I studied earlier and I knew I was going to do fine. And I had so many bang energies that <laughs> my fingers legitimately, my skin started peeling. And I'm like, oh shit, this is a problem. And the this only is, thing I could, the only thing that I could figure out <laughs> that could cause it that's changed ever in my life is that I was consuming like a bang energy a day for like oh 20, 28 days straight, like a God. whole month of February. And I'm like, oh, I got to, I got to stop this. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> oh, do you remember See, when I stayed up all night with a coffee? Thing. You did a, you were an idiot. You're such oh. an idiot. You know, we were, what were we Sunday night? And yeah. 
it was like when we first discovered coffee we thought like oh coffee's great it's a new fucking thing that's gonna keep us going for and life you were all hard you're like i only like black coffee that's and still the case i know but even you couldn't even now. ease in with a little creamer no fuck all that noise i have come around to a little iced coffee i do like iced coffee when it's hot out so <laughs> that's the one concession i like but um you you were going on a coffee cleanse so it was like fucking sunday and austin says i'm gonna rid my body of all these shitty foods and toxins that i've been eating i drank like eight cups of coffee in the day all the way until like 6 p.m i had two cups of or two pots of coffee in a like 10 hour span you're the worst i'm sure it cleared you out Uh, yeah dude i felt i was wired but your boy also couldn't sleep dude that is that is a big thing because i I even like at today at like 6 p.m. Like I have a little obsession, small obsession with coffee. And I just like sitting and drinking a cup of coffee. Like yeah. not because, um, well, partially because it tastes good, I think, but also partially because I just like the the serenity of it or whatever. Like it's you that weirdo that drinks coffee. decaf. Fuck no. Fuck yeah. no. Oh. Um, but on days like that, when I do think it's like 6 p.m. and I want to drink a cup of coffee for the experience of it, going to bed is not easy. No, no. I can fall asleep immediately after a cup of coffee, but it's like the three, four hours after that, like, would put me right at bedtime. And I'm like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Why are we laying in bed? What else can I be doing? You know, see how you feel about coffee. That's how I feel about LaCroix. Like when I like pop a LaCroix and I'm like, oh, this is going to be relaxing because I equate that. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's what I equate to when I'm chilling on the couch or if I'm doing if I'm just sitting it up here in the study and I'm yeah. doing some work like that's just chill. Yeah, dude, Mary, uh, Mary shared a meme the other day. It said, I love the taste of my coffee in the morning and the sound of nobody talking to me while I drink it. <laughs> I think you've said that exact quote. That's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> but my newest thing is I'll sit down with a cup of coffee and then I'll go to a, a certain website that I've found. It's called Manga Pill. And it's just, just got like, I, was just about I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I walked into that one, but it's like manga for free. And I just read ton of manga which is japanese comic books but been a good time it's not what i thought that was okay <laughs> you're silly i know but oh no dude but, what's our what's our book of the month again didn't we talk about this um five rings five rings yes yes that's yes, yes, uh yes, jrr tolkien right shut your fucking mouth <laughs> you're the worst miyamoto musashi i uh, know i already downloaded it on uh, audible i'm excited that's something i think we should do that i haven't mentioned or i haven't brought up we should make a post about it like three or four weeks in advance like when we decide what our book of the month is so like if people want to read along and then hear us talk about it or like if we're gonna like make a pseudo or online book club like it's funny because my dad's done both the books that we've listened to he he listened to as well and then he while he was out here he was out here this weekend while he was out here he was like yeah. Um, what, what's the book for this month? I already finished the other one. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like people like being a part of the club. Right. And I think that, but we should give them like a, a four mention, like for sure. uh, before no, we for do sure. it, right? rather than just like having to retroactively jump on it. Well, we still have to post the first one. So are we going to post two of them back to back or how are we going to, well, I guess we could be strategic about that and post the first yeah, one right hearing now. inside the minds of a building a fighter business yeah, meeting. yeah 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 <laughs> we can uh we can post the first one this week um introduce the takes with the tapes and kind of our takes yeah, yeah and then post the second one um like our announcement of the second one Im- immediately or like yeah. this week sometime 
And then two or three weeks later, right before this podcast airs, put Relentless out. And then it'll make a lot more sense what we're saying right now. I fucks with that. There you go. Future planning. Yeah. So we record. How many do we record ahead? We try and save up a bank of like four or five. Yeah, four or five. Well, eventually we're going to do two episodes a week for you guys. You've been you've been pushing for that for a long time. I've been pushing for that since we started. It's uh, it's already hard enough for me to find two two hour and a half. Oh, dude, I feel you. But this is one of the best times of my week. Yeah, that's fair. This is really fun for us. This is like, this is not even work. This is us just bullshitting half the time. And the other thing I think we should do, um, more behind the scenes things, our hundredth episode is coming up. Oh, fuck. So we should either plan something special for that, but I also think, uh, we should like give back or do an immense thanks for our listeners and for the page and for helping support building fighter and getting us started off the ground. Not that we've achieved any glorious success by any means yet, but on the way what are we gonna do to give this back to people i don't know man i don't know what should we, we donate do? to charity donate we could donate to charity we could do a um like an online or instagram giveaway or um yeah you know, i just we won't really do live i don't streams. i was about to say i don't i don't just I, I think an instagram giveaway would be great and i obviously me and you both know we would be genuine in it but i feel like yeah. that might be perceived as oh they're just trying to bring new people in and that type of yeah, shit. yeah you see him as kind of insincere yeah. For sure. Like, um, but I don't know what. Even though, yeah, that's probably the best thing we could do if we just I give mean, away yeah. give away ten programs as like a thank you. Yeah, ten programs, or even like just like a kettlebell. We'll, we'll send you a kettlebell yeah. or yeah. whatever. Or um, I don't know. Or I mean, I would say give away a barbell, but but they're Austin's nine thousand dollars, and yeah. Austin's not very good at that. No, no, I, I switched it. You what? I switched it. Switched what? I give you a gift at the second one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit's funny. Um but yeah, I don't know exactly. That was what actually I've... fucking hysterical though, because I thought Lisa was flying out with the cash and yeah. and uh she thought I was. So we're like, oh fuck. So we like ran right before the wedding. <laughs> I don't remember. I know I got you a gift, but my Oh plan... dude, I got your knife today, by the way. Fucking oh, yeah? thank you. Yeah, like it came in. I didn't know how to close it though. So Lisa showed me. Shocker. <laughs> this is a guy that claims that he's going to start elk, elk hunting within the year. No, no, no. Not I'm starting with kudu deer. Night. I'm starting with kudu deer. Right. Going to start hunting. Or maybe javelina because fuck those things. A fucking knife. Of I learned. Uh, it's all about learning. I'm here to grow, Alex. Is it look good? Is it quality? It's pretty sick. Yeah. I like the color too. I like the maroon. I appreciate I knew, that. I knew you'd like the red. So. Yeah. I think it might be actually well, be burgundy. But I, uh, I I bought one for myself on the same. Oh, that, yeah, that's how it that's how it works. Yeah, I my, I was actually looking up before the podcast. Yours has shipped and delivered, and mine has not even shipped yet. I'm, I'm a little Where's suspect it about it. Uh, it's just an online oh. store. Okay. So yeah, and I made the orders within like five minutes of each other. But well, you're gonna have to get a bow too, so that we can go hunting together, and then we can write it off. It seems like a really expensive, time-consuming hobby that. I don't have the resources to get into. Who was I talking to? I was talking to uh, one of my fellow coaches at Landau, and he's a pretty big golf coach. Um, oh. He's into golfing a lot. And I'm like, I was talking to him. I was like, I'm. we're still at the stage of our life where we have to pick our hobbies like yeah. very carefully. Like, yeah. like I go snowboarding. There's That's pretty hefty cost uh, associated with going it's snowboarding. It's expensive and one. Financially and uh, time expensive. He does golf. Same deal. Expensive and time consuming, right? Mm. 
you're going to start fucking hunting expensive and time consuming. True, true. Like maybe later on when we're in a better place or we're more settled and everything, but fuck man, to have multiple of those type of hobbies is like, is dangerous. That's because that's what I've thought about with hunting. Like I could be fun, but nah. Well, and it's, it's one of those things that you got to be able to dive in. That's that's yeah. literally why I haven't, that's why I haven't dove into jujitsu. I just wrestle and know some, some different, uh, like I guess chokes. But outside of that, like hunting is going to be my thing. Well, I like archery, like not necessarily hunting. Like, yeah, I'll go hunting and stuff, but I just like shooting a bow. I feel like, like how you feel with your morning coffee or just coffee in general. Cause you have to breathe when you pull it back and you sit there for a second and you have to just like be able to relax so that it doesn't go up and down left to right. That's yeah. peaceful as fuck. Mm-hmm. People with actual bow hunting experience are going to like tear this apart. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, I'm not talking about form. I just know you have to get there and you just take a breath while you're looking where you're going. It's just very relaxing. I, I just know. close my eyes, dude. If it, wherever just it flies, it flies. Rip and rip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh man. But yeah, dude, I think that's a, that's a good freestyle right there. Yeah, fuck. That was a long freestyle. Sorry, everybody. Nah, it's all right. We talked about some good stuff and, but uh, yeah, that's our building fighter freestyle for the month. I think we went on a terror doing freestyles for a long time. And I think that, really helped us kind of open up or be just a little bit more loose on the, on the microphone and everything. And now I think it's probably the first one we've done in two or three actual months, like maybe two months. Um, but yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know what you like to hear, uh, what our best podcasts are, whether you like the straight exercise science stuff that we do, whether you like some of the um, more mental stuff we've been diving into, or if you like these freestyles and you like just kind of kicking it with us and hearing kind of the behind the scenes ramblings of two wrestling best friends. Um, but yeah, that all sounded our, so bad. What two wrestling, wrestling best, best friends? I've uh, I've said some things in this freestyle <laughs> that are not can be construed very inappropriately. So I be it. Man. I couldn't give you that one. All right. Well, just for that, we're gonna end right here. Um, this is Building Fighter, and my name's Alex Friedman. Austin awesome, James, and we are out. Uh-huh.